Fellas, say goodbye to Chuck Sherman the boy. I am now a man. I highly recommend you join the club. We are doing the wild thing all night. Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Sherman. Sherman, I could build this food. Is that all you gonna eat? General Sherman realized and understood the importance of house music. So, do you know anything about techno? No. Listen. Yeah, you know. Yo, yo, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to another brand new episode of Sherm in the Booth. I'm, of course, your host, Sherm. Today is Wednesday, March 11th, 2020. This is episode 102, 102. It's finally starting to get a little warmer in Chicago, but that's not the only reason I'm in such a good mood. This episode is, without a doubt, guys, one of the most powerful I've had, and there's no surprises because it features my man, Mr. Shaw. Now, Mr. Shaw isn't just your ordinary DJ. He is one of the most talented guys I've met on many different creative fronts, whether it be graphic design, whether it be music. He is so motivated, and I just love this conversation. Now, like I said, guys, this is one of the most powerful episodes, and the reason for that is Mr. Shaw really opened up about obstacles he's overcome and how he's got through them. He's got an awesome story, and I cannot wait for you guys to hear it. But he's recognized on an international level. He is supported by Club Killers, and he's such a talented DJ. He's awesome behind the mic, and there's no surprise that this guy is on his way up. So without further ado, guys, let's get into it right now. This is episode 102 with Mr. Shaw. Let's get started. Mr. Shaw. Hey. I'm going to make you cheers one more time, bro. Salud. Sherman the Booth, man. Thank you so much for making time. Thank you for having me. This is. Uh... I'm so excited we're finally doing this. Um, first off, and I know you said I'm not allowed to even say nice things about you. I'm going to, so just get ready, okay? I want to say thank you from my own personal perspective because you do a lot for the city, but you've helped me with my brand a lot. Sure. A few different things, a few different covers, a few different schedules. Dude, when you send that shit back to me, my jaw drops every single fucking time. <laughs> like the first one you did for me, the schedule where I'm standing on a cliff and the background is moving. Yeah, I'm like, glad you I, liked me. I'm not that cool. I was like, dude, I look like a Even fucking... when I was making it, I was like, oh, this is amazing. Yeah, that one was fucking dope. But you're an incredibly talented DJ, and that's really just like the top tip of the iceberg, man. Thank you. Your branding, your DJ sets, I mean, your basically your way of life is, is amazing to me. And I know so many people that have been on the podcast, you've come up numerous times for different reasons every single time. And I think that's what's so special about you, man. Thank you, man. So cheers to you on that. Thank you for having me. This is dope. That's an honor. You're on you're on fucking fire right now too. Just before we got on air, you were talking about All Star Weekend, man. Uh, it was uh, an experience of a lifetime for sure. I will definitely cherish it for a long time. The past six months to a year, I feel like I've been following you probably for a year and a half or two. Yeah. I feel like since I started following you, it's like this, 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 this. Yeah. I mean, you're pushing yourself, right? Uh, definitely. Um, I, I did come to a point where I was at a standstill. Mm-hmm. Um, and I really needed to move the baton, you know? Absolutely. So the past six months to a year, yeah. um, really just been trying to grind it out. Yeah. You know? It's so. picked up for you. I hope. It I mean, Chicago <laughs> gigs, international gigs, we'll get into that too, but out-of-city gigs, I mean, your yeah. name is starting to circulate yeah i hope um and i think um you know i i don't like to take all the credit for all that stuff sure because uh you know obviously there's always people that can make those things happen for you and yep. i'm i'm grateful to have these people we were talking about earlier like yeah just music trust has been right probably uh hats off to them um, yeah and then you know a lot of guys in the city that uh 
that definitely have put my brand before theirs and things have have worked in my favor so to those yeah. guys i'm also like super grateful and thankful well you're a genuine guy and i think <clears throat> that's what's one of the most unique parts about you right like you were just telling me you you go out and you support other djs when it's an off night for you right like for sure. this is not just a job to you right like it's even more than a lifestyle like it's yeah. your culture it's who you are for sure now what i want to ask i've had uh, a few indian djs on as well jaycon most notably who we both know yeah and D Master, I'm sure you know as well. What yeah. was it like for you? Like, tell us about when you started growing up. Were you born in the U.S.? Because you're, you're Indian, obviously, I'm right? Born in the U.S. Are you Hindu, Punjabi? Which... I'm, I'm Hindu. Okay. Uh, I speak Gujarati. Okay. And uh, I was born in the U.S. in '92. Okay. Um, my parents came here in '90. Okay. So Shit. right after they came here, where in I, India are they from? They're from Mumbai. Okay. Nice. So um, that's fucking sick. We call Mumbai like. The Vegas of India. <laughs> Dude, that's true. I went to an Indian wedding. I went to Jaipur and Kanpur. Nice. Everybody's talking about uh, fucking Goa and Mumbai. Mumbai, yep. Party. Party. That's what it is. And so <laughs> so in that sense, like my parents also came with um, obviously like close Indian morals and values. Okay. But also they were very liberal in that ca- in, in that sense. Right. And so, Which is unique in, in Indian culture. Yeah. yeah. And so just like... You know, I'm not gonna say it was easy yeah. to to convince my parents uh, of <laughs> what I wanted to do. Yeah, of course. Uh, it definitely um, had some struggles along the way, but uh, they have been extremely supportive That's of everything awesome. I've been doing. So That's awesome. Um, and you had a brother, right? How many people are in your family? I have an older brother. Okay. Yeah, he was born in 84. Yeah. And so he took all the shit. That I didn't get right. Yeah, um, I got a younger brother too. You fuckers. Yeah, man. Yeah, that's God what it damn. is. You can so away with anything. He took. He took. Uh, he. I. You know. Everyone called him my third parent. Mm-hmm. So um, every everything he did and everywhere he went, I was kind of like stuck to his leg and yeah. you know kind of went about it that way. But of course. Um, yeah, definitely a big inspiration to uh, who I've always wanted to become. So. Yeah, of course. I mean, do you remember when you said to yourself, "I want to be a DJ"? To my parents? Well, when you thought to yourself, okay, I really want to be a DJ, right? Oh, man. Uh, like, when was the first time you like got the day to so, getting into it? So is it cool if I go back just a little bit? Dude, give so, me the door-to-door, baby. So, I want it. So I come from a, from a music-oriented uh, family. Okay. So um, a lot of my family, um, they, have, they either sing or they play an instrument or something with music. Yeah. And so uh, my mom um, is also a singer. Mm-hmm. So growing up, it was kind of like I always had music around. Okay. Um, and it always starts with like opening the kitchen cabinets and taking out pots and pans and spoons and knives yeah. and just like banging on shit, right? And that's literally <laughs> what I would do as a little kid. Um, and then from there, it just kind of progressed into like picking up like the piano mm-hmm. and then picking up like the drum set and we have an Indian drum called the tabla mm-hmm. oh, I've heard of that and yep. so I started playing the tabla like really heavy at like 7 and then from 7 to like 13 that's all I played and then I was like oh I want to now be a drummer damn and so I like my parents picked me up um, a drum set and uh, it was just like hell in the house for like the first <laughs> 6 months <laughs> but course. then like everything like everything becomes a habit and then you stop right right and so then um, I stopped. I want to say I was like 13 or 14 at this time. Mm-hmm. And 
then I started listening to the radio a mm. lot. You know, that was like the thing. Of course. And every everyone's favorite station, B96. Of course. Right? That was like the go-to station. Um, I started listening to that, and they had DJs on there. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't really know what a DJ even was yeah. at that time. You but just heard it was, the songs going in and out perfectly. It was just like... You know, just the introduction to the DJ. Forget the DJ even playing. Yeah. It was first the introduction to the DJ. Like, Mm -hmm. yo, at this time we have so-and-so DJ coming up. He's amazing. He's going to do all these things, take you on a ride. And I was like, who are they introducing? Like, who's about to come up right now, right? They made it sound so amazing. WWE WrestleMania. Right. And I was like, whoa. Like, you're listening to the radio. You're like, what the? (laughs) And then... You hear the DJs, and you're like, yeah. wow, this is insane. Right. So I, I do remember, though, a time where I, I did tell myself, like, this is crazy. Mm-hmm. Like, this is something I want to figure out. Like, mm-hmm. what is this? Right? And I think that was, like, right when YouTube came out, like I want to say. Right? Like, yeah. 2000, I want to say 2007? Seven to eight. For sure. Right? You're right. Like, yeah. Yeah. We're seeing I graduated yeah. high school in 10. Right. So I want to say like 2006, 7, 8, yeah. around that time. Right. Um, and I just started like YouTubing stuff and just trying to find out like what does it mean to be a disc jockey, <laughs> right? Like, because that's what came up. And disc I was like, jockey. wait a minute. Like, right. what? Right. And so, man, that's, that's like honestly what I remember. That's, I think that's when I really told myself like, all right. I'm gonna take a stab at this. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna leave everything that I that I did beforehand. Right. Um, the piano, the drums, the tabla. Um, uh, let's kind of put that to the side and let me go figure out it's your new instrument. What this DJing is. Absolutely. And I think that was like the start of everything. Did you have a lot of friends at that period of time that were getting into that sort of music? I mean, B96 was it just you. Man, I didn't have friends at all. <laughs> You know? So B96 was your fucking best friend. You know, I, yeah. I, I'm not saying that I, I was just an antisocial kid. Sure. Um, I remember not really, I was mischievous for sure Yeah. as a kid. Of course. But it was around my comfortability. Yeah. I understand um, that. In terms of like being social, I don't remember really like having friends or I had, yeah. I mean, I didn't even have like Sean Tucker at that time mm-hmm. like he's my best friend now but yeah like, even i think it was just like coming home turning on the radio right and just figuring out what's happening right and who's what who's who how it runs how it works um google youtube like just like what is a dj what does a dj do <laughs> what does dj stand for like literally i was like uh dj geek like nerd like, yeah just trying to figure out you know we had the windows like big ass computers back then so it was just like it was like my friends would be on like aim and i'd be like yo you know what a dj is right like what's a DJ? blah 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 so real quick what was your uh username on aim oh my god tell me you can't bring up something like that without me asking what you. kind of what kind of question is that sure so you're 60 minutes right now bro <laughs> so Wow, this is really embarrassing. <laughs> Sorry. My username was I'm a sexy brown boy. Oh my god. That was my username. 
<laughs> yeah. I'm gonna have to take a sip of this. <laughs> Dude, that's fucking hilarious. I'm, yeah, I'm gonna be a meme now. I'm a sexy brown boy. <laughs> that's what it was. Dude. You asked and I told you, man. Before we went on air, you said you weren't good at talking to girls. You fucking could AIM any honey. Anybody, man. It was like, yo, catch me behind a screen. You know what? Dude, and honestly, my first two girlfriends were via AIM. And oh, really? Like, you know, like, I w- it was hard for me to talk to them in person yeah. in sixth or seventh grade, sixth grade. Yeah. And I remember, like, I'm really good at talking to girls in AIM. The fuck were we talking about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah. No, and I, then you see them in school and you're, like, super nervous to talk to them. For sure. For sure. I like, you can say everything you want to say on your away message. It's crazy. You know, and then at school you'd be like, Hey, how are you? Yeah, like, I had one of my friends that I grew up with ask this girl out yeah. for me. Yeah. She delivered the message. She said yes. And I'm like, yes. Yeah. And then she walks by, and I'm like, oh, I'm nervous. Yeah. But you know what's what's funny about that question that you just brought up? Yeah. Um, it's funny, right? Like, um, we're right now, we're in an age where uh, self-confidence and... Um, you know, kind of just like telling yourself that you are the best yeah. and that you could achieve anything. Mm-hmm. And that's like so in right now. It's and so back true. then it was like, oh, what are you praising yourself? Like, what are you doing? Blah, blah, blah. You know, yeah. you're doing this. Are like, you so self-absorbed? And it's funny how everything kind of just comes full circle because I will say I am a very sexy brown boy. You are. Good right. looking motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> you're just done. Just something I want to say. It's, yeah. it's interesting though. I mean... This is why I love this shit, man, because whenever I go back in time yeah. with people, you know, and I find these different timelines that we intersect on, yeah. it's so interesting to think back to things like that, like how we all communicated with each other and now how we're all kind of another generation above and now we're like, I mean, I kind of think to myself, fuck social media, like, for sure. people sometimes don't believe me when they're like, I'm like, dude, if I wasn't a DJ and I had to have this for branding aspects, I don't think I would have Facebook. Yeah, to be quite honest. I don't even know what the fuck Facebook is anymore. Mm-hmm. You know, it's... Yeah a million different things and now it's social media is so oversaturated and you're trying to find ways to break through and it's like you gotta have a social media following and I feel like there's so much fakeness in it and yeah. you're right it's fucking Grant Cardone and Gary Vee in your face every day and don't right. get me wrong I respect those guys <clears throat> and what they do and I try and deploy a lot of their own motivations into my life right, right. like be the best person I can be, be. Yeah. but I watched a stand up comedian recently and he was like that shit's coming at you all the time let's be honest when are you happiest right now you're here, yeah. you're a little tired, you're yeah. a little bloated, you know, right. but you got a drink in your hand and you're yeah. here with your friend and that's happy and that's good and that's okay. Right. And I think it is kind of tough because people get fucking blown yeah. away with, blown over with all of this like, do this, do that. This is how you become successful. This is how you become a self-made millionaire. Yeah. And that's kind of grown up with us from an entrepreneurship perspective too. For sure. Right. Yeah. I, I just, you know, social media, man, is... Um... It's funny. It's, I don't know. Right? Like, it's hard for our parents to understand that we can make money as a DJ, that I can have a fucking W-2 at the end of the year, right? For sure. For sure. Right? Yeah. It's not the brick and mortar shit anymore. Yeah, it's it's just, um, man, like, you know, it. I have so many different perspectives on social media mm-hmm. because, um, you know, I, like, I eat, sleep, and breathe, like, branding and marketing and... Right. But I, but I also do understand that I do have another side to my life other than yep. that, right? yep. which doesn't involve any social media, yep. really. Absolutely. So. That's so important. 
you gotta have both sides for yourself too balance taking a break from social media needed. how is that even a thing it's like we have to though yeah needed um i know if you don't yeah i mean good luck yeah seriously good luck take your time because eventually it, it does it does start affecting the way you think right and what you say and your attitude and your mm. posture mm-hmm. and it just it eventually will come after you people just i guess well, you don't have to let it but yeah most people they probably will so yeah they probably will but anyway so let's get back into your story of the dj right so you're researching all this stuff like you're saying you know didn't have a ton of friends at school this is your focus this is what you're putting your energy energy into yeah do you remember when you got your first controller when you're like this is it mom and dad like buy me this or did you buy it i remember it was a stanton turntable yeah that was my left deck nice and my right deck was a cd player oh shit what'd you do that for See, I think that's the beauty of it. I didn't know what I was doing. <laughs> yeah, fuck it. I you know, love that. I didn't know what I was doing. Right. I bought a turntable, yeah. one, no mm-hmm. mixer. I was going to ask, what did you mix with? No mixer. And it was like, I, I want to say I had a mixer, but it wasn't a DJ mixer. Yeah. It was like where you could plug the turntable into like an audio interface thing yeah and you could plug in like an xlr from the back and connect it to a speaker <laughs> that's what it was yeah. and on my right side it was a, it was a, a cd player yeah uh like headphone jack to like something like yeah. two rcas <laughs> and literally man like i bought one record i don't even know what record it was <laughs> just for the sake of buying a record right because that's what i that's what I googled. Yeah. Like that's what, that's what it. it showed me. Like <laughs> turntable, you buy yeah. a record, yep. put it on there. Yep. And it came with like a jank needle. And that's it. Like you it made noise. Like that's what it was. Like it played a song and then if you if you scratched it, it made noise. And I right. was like, Oh, I'm in it. This is it. Right. Right? And right. like and on this side, I would play my CD player with a CD in it, like in sync or something. I don't yeah, know. Yeah. <laughs> and I would wear the headphone of my my CD player yeah. on my ear. Yeah. And then from the speaker, I would make the scratch noise. So I <laughs> quite would an be, operation here. It was like absurd, right? <laughs> and I there is a picture. Um, I don't know. I will send you the picture. Yeah. Let me. I don't know if you could just pop it up on this interview. Like, we can do that. Um, Cue to the picture. It's literally, yeah, it's like just turntable, CD player, and I'm scratching on what I'm listening to my headphones. And wow. That that to me was DJing. Yeah. Um, I had no idea what I was doing. Right. No clue. When did you get a mentor? Um, you even have one, I mean. I, I don't want to say I had a mentor, but I did study the radio station a lot okay a lot and then after just like constant googling and figuring out what these guys are doing via youtube videos yep i was like all right this has got to (laughs) go because this is not really doing it for me yeah of course and i convinced my dad to buy me um denon dns 1000s okay um 
two CD players, and a Denon DNX 300 mixer. Okay, so you got the setup now. Have the setup. All right. That was my first setup. You the platter it. was like this big. Yeah. <laughs> inside. But, you know, you could load CDs inside. Right. And then, you know, and that's how I started, like doing CDs. Right. Like CD to CD. Right. Unfortunately, I didn't get to do the vinyl, the whole vinyl thing. Yeah. Except that little mishap I had going on. I don't know <laughs> what that was, but. Yeah. Um, I really was, but I really was a CD DJ. Yeah. That's how I started. That that's awesome. Like, that was my thing. So, um, but in terms of mentor, yeah, radio station, all those guys, man, like, like, flipside. Yeah, that's like number one. Um, it comes up every time. Everybody mentions B ninety six, man. Like B ninety six, just like, like um, Louis the Kid and and uh, flipside speed, bad boy Bill. Mm-hmm. You know, just like all these guys, like. Uh, um, what's his name? Oh, is it gonna hurt me? I mean, there's so many. I forgot. Whatever. Yeah, it's okay. There's whatever. so many. There's so them. many of them. There's so many of them. But I listen to all those guys. They're and, your mentors, man. You're learning and, from experts. And they were like my radio mentors, and I was yeah. like, "What are they doing, dude?" I remember like coming home from high school. I would rush home because I had no friends. <laughs> Sorry to laugh. <laughs> yeah, I had no friends. I turn the radio on. Yeah, and. I'd like have a packet of cassettes. Yeah. Okay. I take the cassette in. I throw it in there mm-hmm. and hit record. Right. And let the mix show record for however long it was. Yeah. And then after it was done, I take it out, rewind it, yeah. replay it. Yeah. Pen and paper. And then I would write down not the name of the song, the words I heard to the song because I didn't know. What the names of these songs were. Right, right, right. No True. Uh, so if I hear like four or five words, mm-hmm. I would write down those four or five words, then Google those words, and then the song would pop up. You had a fucking process. So it was a process because yeah. it was like I had no idea what the hell I was doing. Right. right. So it was like one of those things. And so that's literally what I would do, man. Just like write down like one, two, three, four, five, six, have like 20. And some of the songs I'd recognize. Yeah. You know, um, and then I just go Google it and then find the name of that song mm-hmm. and then go download it, LimeWire or whatever yeah, the hell yeah, they yeah. had back then. Of course. Um, and that's literally, man, like, that was like the initiation to getting my own songs mm-hmm. and like being able to, you know, put, like, burn them on CDs. Right. And then write, like, on the CD with a permanent marker, like, names of the tracks. Yeah. It was just, it was a process. Now that I look back on it, I'm like, what the fuck <laughs> did I do, man? Yeah. You know? Dude, you made it work, though. And, like, honestly, you're so humble about, like, your way of doing this, right? Like, when you think about, like, the DJ generation before us. Yeah. With the records and shit, right? Yeah. yeah. This is this is our records, right? Yeah. This the CDs is what were... we carried around. Yeah, it doesn't yeah. weigh 500 pounds or whatever they I say. wish, though, I wish, I do wish that I, I was able to be in um, crates. Yeah, you know, for a little bit, right. I feel like it's so crucial to just like DJ one on one. Yeah, um, it's fundamentals for sure. But but I mean, you know, I I think CDs taught me everything I needed to know. You know, of course, um, really give you a deeper understanding of the music too. Like, yeah, that shit was going back in your head when you're still growing up, right? For sure, man. Makes you appreciate that shit. You yeah. worked hard. Yeah, 
dude, that's a lot of work, seriously. Like, I didn't get into it until I was on track to run a computer, right? I didn't even have to worry about that shit. Yeah. No, I, you know, I, I do remember, like, having 500 or 1,000 CDs. <laughs> Jesus. Burn CDs, like, of just music at one point. Um, pre, they track pre, by track? Pre then? Serato. Right. Um, and uh, it was just, I think the limit was 80 minutes. Mm-hmm. On a CD, which came out to like 16 tracks. Yeah. Um, that is exactly right. Just brought me back my fucking mind right there. Yeah. yeah that was is like exactly 16 right. to 18 tracks, 18 yeah. if you're lucky. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, but um, yeah, man, I would just. And I was like, oh, you know what? I need a, a ballpoint permanent marker. Yeah. Not a, a big ass one, because yeah. now the songs aren't fitting on top of the CD. Right. You, you get into. 11, 12, 13, 14, 15. <laughs> now you start writing around the edge of the CD because yeah. you can't fit it. Right. And I, man, I just man, I just had so many CDs. and How'd you keep it all organized? Uh, I would go on Word. Yeah. And each CD would be labeled by number. Jesus. So one to whatever. Mm-hmm. And then I would go on Word and print out a square little piece of paper with all the tracks on it, and then I would stick that inside the transparent um, plastic yeah. thing oh, wow. where you stick your CD. Jesus, take me so back. So now when I'm flipping, this. I could be like, oh, CD, oh, where was it? CD 43. And then if I'm like just scanning the track, I'm like, oh, track seven. Cool. Yeah, yeah. You know, so it was kind of like, just like using memory too, like, yeah, you know, absolutely. Like kind of going deep in your folders and kind of figuring out like, uh, what CD number was that in? Um, I remember doing that for a long time, and it worked for me. It was like, it was what I did, you know. That's and, unbelievable. Yeah. yeah. Well, for those that don't know, you won this B ninety six DJ battle competition in June twenty thirteen, right? Yes. Um, it was a Boom Entertainment. Boom Entertainment and B ninety six. They were um, they did like a uh, a collective yeah DJ battle right and uh, um, I entered my first year and I came second um, and then I entered the year after and I came first. So what was the timeline from me burning CDs in your room to this? So so let's so okay so I did CDs right I did that whole thing mm-hmm. and then. I did my 2009 10 mm-hmm. turnabout. And before the turnabout danced, we would DJ in the cafeterias. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Fuck yeah. This was my, I want to say this was my, maybe it's 08, 09, or 09, 10, whatever, my mm-hmm. junior or junior year, maybe. Yeah. We DJ the calf for lunch. And I remember I had my dad's old laptop. Yeah. Now, Serato was already out by then. Okay. Yeah, it came out in like 2009. Something like that. Yeah. So they kicked SL1 out, and all the DJs were on it. Now, by this time, I knew who AM was. Mm -hmm. You know, I saw what AM was doing via YouTube on like down by the West Coast and Vegas, whatever. Right. Um. I was looking up like DJ Vice a lot. Yeah. You know, Vice was like the dude that I was like, oh. Vice was the guy where I was like, I want to be that guy. 
So if you're when you were talking about mentor, yeah, someone I said that I wanted to be like Vice, hands down. Um, and then so I would do these the the calf, and I had my dad's laptop because Serato just came out. I was like, man, I need to step up my cool game. Right. I have to. Right. Right. So I downloaded a screenshot. Oh my god. Of the Serato interface. Okay. It was like Serato's loaded. It looks like it's loaded and it was just on my screen. My laptop is there. Holy I'm not use I'm not using it. Right. But I need to feel like yeah, I'm part of the cool gang, right? Shit. And uh it's so crazy that I'm talking about this. I love it, man. It's wild. Like this is at it, lunch. Like, like brings me back. This yeah. is this is like yeah, so this is at lunch. Mm-hmm. So the laptop is just sitting up there. It's not being touched. <laughs> it's right? a prop. It's not being touched. But what's on my laptop are set like set lists. Okay. Like I've made a set list and it's all typed out. Right. With in parentheses what CD number it's in. Okay. And what track it is on that CD number. Jesus. So I'm like DJing and um, that literally was the pre to the boom in B96 battle. Right. So that all ended, right? I like pretended I had Serato, yeah. blah, blah, blah. I do my <laughs> calf. I do the turnabout dance. Right. Okay. We, we're getting better and better though. Getting better and better. Right. Right. We're, we're able to blend. We have all the tracks that we need. Right. Um, and so now it's 2009, 10. We do our turnabout dance. Sean Tucker did it with me. He was a year younger. Okay, so you went to high school with him. I went to high school. So with when him. did you meet Sean then originally? I met Sean my my freshman year of high school. And he was DJing too. He was not DJing then, but I think he started very shortly after his freshman year. Okay, so you but guys he, were kind of doing it together. But then. we were doing it together, right? Like when I talk about like whack ass scratches yeah. and like all that shit, like we both were horrid (laughs) like we both look at each other's videos and we're like what the fuck were we doing like really like it just sounded like garbage right right and so you know we're you know but i felt like we both had different passion levels sure of music yeah um he had a lot of long-term goals that he wanted to hit you know which is amazing and i was like nope this is what i'm doing yeah this is it this is all i got right this is all i want to do yeah and so you know so we move on so we do the calf we do the turnabout dance Mm -hmm. we crush sales awesome right we like broke turnabout sales for our school yeah they had like 60 kids the year before and we had like 700 pop in what and it was like student djs and we promoted it all over the lockers and did all the stuff right grassroots baby straight up and uh, so that happens. Yep. Then I DJ my senior picnic. Okay. Okay. What's senior picnic for those who don't know? Senior picnic is basically, uh, it's like the week before graduation. Okay, gotcha. For high school. Everybody's and there. And everyone wears their like college shirts. Oh, that's, right. oh, fuck yeah. Right. You wear your college shirt, you right. rep where you're going to college, right. blah, blah, blah. And I didn't have a college that I picked at. Okay. So I was like in a flannel or something. Yeah. And uh, I knew I wanted to go to Columbia but um, I was advised like to maybe go to community college for the first two years. Right. 
um, kind of get my gen eds out of the way. Yeah. And then go to Columbia. Right. So I'm at my senior picnic. I DJ that. And uh, everyone's excited. You know, like, oh, Shaw. Or they called me Sonny in high school. Yeah, I was wondering where that came from. Yeah, so Sahaj is my real name. Right. Um, my brother was called Sonny in high school and middle school. And me and my brother went to the same high school. Okay, gotcha. And so after they found out I was his little brother. They just called you too. It was like Sonny. And I was like, yo, my name's Sonny, blah, blah, blah. So yeah. people called me Sonny. Okay. Um, and you were on speakers and like a great setup and everything at this point too? No, no. It was like <laughs> it was like my Denons. Yeah. I had my small little Denons. Right. Um, my flight case. And I think I had like one uh, non-powered JBL. <laughs> Shit. You know? Yeah, I know. It was like... You got to plug the speaker into right. like a, a yeah. mixer with an amp in it yeah. and then do that, you know, run it that way. So <laughs> that's what I did. But uh, yeah, man, I did my senior picnic and everyone was excited to go to college. I was like trying to figure it out. And people would ask me like, yo, what's up, DJ? What's up, DJ? Like, yeah. I'm like, I don't know where I'm going to go to college. Like, yeah. I don't know yet, but right. I love music. You know, that's what I'm going to do. And that. Man, did I get so many side eyes, man, especially from all the Indian kids at school. They're like, you're going to be a DJ? What are right, you doing? So, yeah, man, that was like all up until high school. Mm-hmm. Then I graduated. Right. Right, in 2010. And I was like, the first thing I got to do is get Serato. Yep. I was like, the first thing. So, literally got Serato. And, uh, and literally all the music that I had on my CDs went back onto my computer <laughs> right because <laughs> yeah of course like dumbass like didn't know you know yeah now it's like all right so i had to download all the music back onto my computer yeah and uh i had gotten a mac at that time mm-hmm. a 2009 10 mac mm-hmm. i still have it mm-hmm. and your designs are done on that mac really yeah shit 10 11 years running bro that mac damn bro it's going it's like the Xbox, the OGs of all Macs. Yeah, is that Mac? Fuck like, yes, crazy. So Amazing. got a Mac, yep. poured all my music over into it, mm-hmm. and uh, that's it, man. Just stepped into a whole new world of uh, music and how it's presented and how it's played, and just the endless possibilities with all that. What a big step for you at that point, right? Crazy. Yeah. Crazy. Amazing. So then you just continue to hone your craft and just build your confidence. I mean, honestly, we did it. Man, like, yeah. Everybody needs to go watch this video and I'll put the link on there because you're playing to a huge fucking crowd. You're on the mic, right? And it's so funny to see you like you were in uh, a Chicago Bulls jersey. Yeah. that uh, uh, A black. That was my second. Blackhawks. That was my second rodeo. That was the second rodeo. That was the second rodeo. Okay. So, well, let's, so, so, what was the first one like? So, so I get introduced to Boom. Yeah. And uh, they're doing high schools and they're killing it. Mm-hmm. Right. Like breaking sales it's just it's bonkers mm-hmm. and this is something that kids have never seen before in their life yeah if i remember my homecoming or turnabout it was like christmas lights yeah and like a dark gym yeah and like a dj all the way in front and you right. could only hear like 50 feet from the booth yeah <laughs> and then <laughs> that was amazing people are in the back and yeah you're just like and it was amazing right right We're like, oh yeah this is a turn up yeah and then boom came in and just kind of flipped the script and gave these kids like an entire concert crazy right in their gyms and so they hit me up and they were like yo you know we'd love to have you um join our team and play mm-hmm. and blah 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 yep said all right cool so started doing some high schools um 
and I would play alongside another DJ. So it was like either Speed or um, Flip or one of those guys, right? Yep. And for me, that was like, holy shit, right? I made it's it. like, like you, you, yeah, like I made, like I'm here, <laughs> I'm out here, yeah, right? And uh, and those guys, man, are are amazing. Um, and just for like the opportunity for me to play with them, I was like, I was like stoked, right? And so I do a couple of schools, and then I find out that Boom is having their first ever DJ battle. Okay. And uh, 2012. This is 2012. Okay. I yeah 2012 because I feel like 2013 is when I did the second rodeo. Yep. So 2012 first rodeo comes around. Um, you know you had to make a mix and then you had to uh, like a video uh, routine. Yeah. Like three minutes or something and right. then send it in. Right. So got selected for that and then we find out that it's gonna be at the B96 Summer Bash. Right. But outside the stadium, right, as the pre-show, right. So I was like, "Oh, I made it! This is it! Yeah, like this is like rock star status, right? yeah." And so, <laughs> do it, whatever. I come in second, right. Um, Huge man. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was. I think just the, just being there was like, oh, it was wild. And yeah, and Sean Tucker was in the battle with me. Oh, that's uh, awesome! And it was kind of like we shot this promo video. Um, and, and kind of just like built this hype around this battle. Hell yes. And people were like, oh man, it's going to be crazy. Right. 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 But like DJ skills weren't up to par. Right. To what the video was like. Right. So it was like, (laughs) okay. So we saw the video. We saw the outcome of the video. We were like, oh my God. Yeah. So whatever, get there, come second. Um, regardless of the situation, I was like super excited to be there. Um, it was dope. Right. Yep. Then comes 2013. Right. And they're like, all right, we're going to do it again. Yeah. And it's going to be at the B96 Summer Bash outside the stadium, but we're going to have a stage out there, mm-hmm. like, and we're going to make it huge. Dude, it's big. We're going to make it huge. So I was like, all right, cool. So again, we had to send in uh, a little routine. Mm-hmm. They selected it. Yeah. Right? And um, it was... I remember they had DJs come in from different cities. They had California come in. Two DJs from California came in. Uh, two from Chicago, and then there was like one more. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you would battle. Um, you know, you'd have like round one, round two, and then the finals. Yeah. Um, so I made it to the finals with uh, a DJ from the West Coast, mm-hmm. from Cali. Uh, crushed it. He was like technically so much more advanced than I was. Right. Right. Like. He knew how to crap scratch and do all this. And I knew how to scratch too because that was like my foundation of DJing. Right. right. It was, it was like scratching and technicality. Right. Um, so he crushes it. And then and then it's my turn. Yeah. Right? And nervous, man. I, mean, I, I was... You, you I, didn't... I, you have friends in high school and you go in front of this big crowd. I was sweating balls, bro. This is your fucking moment. Like, sweating my ass off. Like... <laughs> And I'm wearing like a tank underneath my Blackhawk shirt, and it was when the Blackhawks were in yeah. the, the cup. Right. Right. Love that. You're the Chicago kid. So I was like, man, what can I do to really like feed the right energy to yep. who's in front of me, right? Right. And uh, I get up there, man. I, I do my thing, um, rock out, and it just, it was, uh, I think, crowd decided who won. Yeah. 
And then they had deep. They had Trentino was a judge. Oh hell yeah! Speed was a judge. Marquis was a judge. Flipside was a judge. Mm -hmm. Um, And Mixon Mark was a judge. Damn. So, I like did my thing. They gave me feedback, and then, yeah, we had two rounds. We had two rounds in the finals, and so it just ended up being cool. That was like my first. That was like the first time I felt like I put my, like hard ass work into something yep and like something crazy came out of that you know dude i mean still congratulations you got over fifty thousand views on youtube right now it really is a good set like you're involved and you can almost like see you in this moment yeah right like to yeah to see the young shaw like yeah with the mic bro like when did you see that video at 50k do you remember i don't know i'm just asking what's it at now you want to know did I watch the wrong one? Because I knew there was a million, right? There were there were two of them. There was one. Uh, there were two rounds in the finals. Yeah. Round one right now on YouTube is at like eight point four million. Excuse me. Or something. Or something. Excuse me. Not to point out numbers, it doesn't matter. Are you fucking but, kidding me? There's a big difference between fifty k and eight million. Yeah, it's 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 pretty That's wild. That's what and, I thought. And I think I think more than the number, I think um, for me I. You know, it's a it's a really old video, and like my DJing skills back then, like, like it was just like you don't something send that is like here's my experience. Yeah, and it's not something that like I'm like oh look at my because my DJ skills I was still learning. Uh, you know, it's like they were trash. I'm not right. gonna lie, right? right. Um, but and and so the numbers really don't matter. But I think what to me what what I I keep going back to that video because I'm like. There are almost nine million people. Okay, that have come across yeah. this link. Yeah, I thought it was another one. Okay, I definitely yeah. watched the other one too. Now, Just now, so so there's another one, right. and th- that's a lot. That's like a lot less. But the eight million one, I've seen that one before too, and that one's that was probably a year and a half ago. I think because Clayton shared it, S- something like that. Yeah, yeah. it was wild. amazing, dude. It was crazy, right? And so I, I mean, was just like proud of yourself. There are nine, real. like almost nine million people that have come across a link. So I still go back to that today yeah. because I want to constantly remind myself, like, if you can have this many people view your stuff. Ah, that's crazy. It's crazy. You know? It's true. It, it, it's like, it's, it's wild, dude. It's like, it's crazy. It's just, it's like, it, it blew my mind. And like, I still <laughs> keep going to that video and I'm like, <laughs> like, the numbers don't matter to me, but I'm, right. I'm just trying to sit here and trying to picture 9 million. Yes. Of anything. <laughs> I can't. Nine million of anything. It could be like nine million condoms. Yeah. For all I, I care. I can't think about it that. It filled yeah. this entire apartment. Fuck, it's a lot of condoms. You know? That's a lot of views on YouTube, yeah. <laughs> you put it in perspective. <laughs> That's a fucking lot, dude. Like, I don't know. It's just... So, I think what I took from that was like, keep throwing content out there. Yeah, for because sure. Because if it is the right time and right moment... Right. Um, any video is able to go absolutely like deep if there's one lesson to share with everybody is you can make something on your own or be in front of a crowd and it can blow up overnight people want shit to blow up too like TikTok right now it's like the fact that people can like take a video of their mom mom how many likes to do this dad how many views to do this a million crazy do your thing TikTok I'll like it I'll like that shit crazy fuck your dad crazy (laughs) crazy if i were to 
fill this room with condoms because we're speaking about it right now that and would, put it on TikTok? That would get so Forget many. 9 million. Dude, 900 million. Yeah. Anybody on fucking TikTok. Like, oh, just... Dude filled up his entire apartment <laughs> when his roommate was out with nine fucking hundred thousand condoms. So funny, man. What? Yeah. Follow to find the second video of how they got it out. Like what the? F- yeah, man. It's I don't know. Social media nowadays is. It's the full circle, like you're talking about. It is about. the full circle, bro. It's the rediscovery. Who knows what's gonna happen with it? Don't That's know. a great story, man. And 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 dude, it's it's so awesome to hear about you going from the guy who didn't have friends, went home, developed this passion, yeah. and really kept working, right? There's probably a lot of times where, you know, like you said, the other Indian students were like, why are you doing this, right? And yeah. you had moments of self-doubt, and you said, no, yeah. this is my thing. I found what I love. Yeah, for sure. And you pushed through. Yeah, it was hard. It was like even my parents, too. Yeah, know? of course. It's like my parents, like, it was a lot of um, a lot of arrogance growing up. Yeah. For me. I understand that. For, for myself. Right. Um, it's like when you're young, you just... You know, you don't really know anything, you know? You don't. It's like you don't know what you're getting into. You don't know how to act. And you, like, see just a little bit of camera love and mm-hmm. video love. And yeah. you're like, oh, awesome. And there right. was a lot of arrogance. And and then and then there was a lot of doubt also from, like, you know, my rents and my family and blah, blah, blah. Yeah, I was going to say, what does your brother think of all this? What was he doing? Man, my brother is a lawyer. Okay. Right? So Not a DJ. So the 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 two ends of the household, right? It was like two extremes of yeah. like follow the stereotype. Yeah. And not saying that he wanted to follow the stereotype, but yeah. it, I think that was his passion. That's yeah. what he wanted wanted to do. Right. And I was on the other end of things. Right. And two very different worlds, right? Yeah. For um, sure. So, uh, but at the time that I was doing it, it was just nonstop support from him because awesome. it was like he was the only one that would really get, you know what I was doing. My parents, a little old school, you know, yeah. Indian, don't really understand, and they grew up with, like, just doctors and lawyers and yeah, of course. engineers and pharmacists. Of course. And so, but... That's awesome. You gotta um, have a little bit of support, man. Yeah, but but that doubt led to a lot of arrogance, you know, because yeah. because people doubted me, I became an arrogant dick mm-hmm. early, and, um, and, I'm, and I'm proud to say that because it's kind of like I've changed significantly yeah and that that change happened fast yeah like quick yeah you know so woke up so yeah man so what keeps you coming back man i mean 2010 to 2020 like you've been djing for a long time do you feel like you're always finding that new moment that you had in 2013 are you trying to search for that i i think that's like that's the goal right yeah to always find like the next high right of course right but i also don't want to get lost in um trying to find that because i think what happened was and what happens now is for any dj that wants to become a dj Mm -hmm. then it just becomes then the focus is just on I'm going to be a DJ and yeah. people are going to call me by my DJ name yeah. and I'm going to dress this way when I DJ and I'm going <laughs> to talk this way when I DJ. Yeah. And, and now everything that that person actually is, mm-hmm. is just put away and it's to the side, right? You lose your real identity. And you, you don't realize how much of it you're losing as you continue to move forward. Right. Right. And you come to a point where you're like, who the fuck am I? Right. Like, right. Right. And so... For me, it was like what what brings me back is clearly the the next finding the next high. Right. But I also don't want to get lost in 
doing that. So I think where I am right now is I'm trying to find success just like everybody else is, but I'm 120% focused on remaining who I am as a person while doing that. I don't want to... It's like the DJing side will always be there. I could always bring it out, but I don't want it... I, I, I want it to be someone that I could voluntarily bring out. Yeah. Right. I don't want it to be someone that controls everything about who I am as a person. Mr. Shaw is Sahaj Shaw, right? Y- yes. I love that. I, I, I want to be Sahaj first. Right. Right. That's like, fuck yeah. Sahaj. Like, this is what I am. This is what I like to do. Right. And I do this as a profession. Yeah. This is like, you know, so. I love that, man. Perfect answer. Yeah, bro. We out here. Dude, let's get a little granular though because you're an awesome live DJ. I love, yeah, after you say something wise. (laughs) I've seen you play a lot of different types of set, right? Like house, open format, club sets. Do you feel like you have a personal favorite style when it comes to something? Like if it's a venue, what is like the Mr. Shaw set that you love? Um, Headline at Prism, right? Like I feel like you do a little something different every time. Yeah. So I grew up with the mentality, what was projected to me when I grew up was to be an open format DJ. Right. That was a projection. That's the B96 guys. Right. AM was like, and still is. Yeah. Right. The king of open format mix style. Number one, for sure. Right. And it was kind of like, all right, well, if that's what people consider dope, then that's exactly what I want to be. Yeah. Right. Open format. Right. And so... I do have genres that I like mm-hmm. more than the other, but I will play everything. Yeah. Everything except like hard style dubstep. That's fair. I don't either. You know? <laughs> yeah. That's like. You don't even have any. Yeah. I don't think. I, maybe like a track or two. Yeah. But that's just not. Is that like, do you, is that what you love most about it? Is that like you are going to play a wide variety? So venues are different, right? Like yeah. some venues will be like, "Yo, stick to one genre." And it's a job for sure. It's a job. So, yeah. so when I'm when I'm put in front of those situations, uh, I definitely will accommodate to that. Yeah, you know, and absolutely, and and uh, put the venue um, of importance, like give it importance. Yeah. Um, but man, I love venues, man, that are like, "Hey, man, play what you want, mm-hmm. read them, play what you want." What are some of your favorite places to play in Chicago specifically? I don't play I don't play this place anymore but I did um and yeah I mean I'm I'm going to I'm I'm going to go back to the venue uh Progress Bar Boys Town Yeah dude I've heard that place is dope Progress Bar Boys Town It's Why like is that? it just the environment there and um you could literally blindfold yourself Okay yeah. Sherm Yeah pick a track Yeah Load it and play it, and they'll go off. God damn, <laughs> that doesn't happen. Yeah, and it's like, it's like a really rare block. There are mm-hmm. a lot of venues on that block. Yeah, yeah, it's of a course. really rare block. Yeah. Um, they just, it's just a vibe, man. In there, like you could play anything you want, and they'll just respond That's with amazing. just like, not even respond to the song. You feel like they're responding to just like being happy to be there yep right and that's like awesome. and so that's like a venue that i 
I played a lot, um, but then I had to cut down because I wanted to focus on being in River North a lot more. Sure, of course. Right, and I didn't want to travel Lincoln Park, blah blah blah. Yeah. So, um, but I, but I, I definitely am gonna go back. That's awesome. That's for sure because I didn't expect that answer. So fuck yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Man. yeah. It was like it was like a venue that really made me feel like. It was a celebration all the time for no reason. You could be yourself. You could play whatever you, you play wanted. play what you want, bro. Like, you play what you want. I'm and like, fired up over that right now. Yeah. Like, you, you want to play something deep house? Great. You want to play something house? You want to play something electro hard shit? Cool. You want to play hip hop? Great. You want to play throwback? Cool. You want to play R&B? All right. You want to <laughs> drop in a 70s track? Cool, man. Go do that. Like, you want to play, you know, like, throw in a little James Brown? Boom. Like. Damn. It's like. It was just a venue that I, I literally, if you saw my set, you'd be like, what the fuck are you playing? Yeah. Like, what what is this? Right. That was open format to me. That was like, ah. that was like, I could play Cardi B and then play James Brown and they'd be like, yo! <laughs> right? Yeah. And you see that and you're like, what the hell? Yeah. Because right? you, you can't do that anywhere else. Right. right? So Love that was that. like top all time favorite venue, Progress Bar. Hell yes. Great answer. But there are plethora of other venues that are awesome. For sure, man. So. But you also have done an incredible job with your mixes, right? You've done Pitbull's Globalization Radio, your Club Killers mix. Yes. How many times have you done mixes for Club Killers now? I've done five, four or five Club Killer mixes. Your most recent one, though. Re- well, recent one was, God, I don't even know. It was uh, maybe four months ago. It was um, Shaw Takes the Throne. Yes. Yes, Dude. yes, yes. Not only was that one of the best fucking mixes I've ever heard from a edit perspective, like thank you, dude. That I don't know. I want to ask you what you did there, but the branding, like the build up, the promotion. I mean, you mentioned Vice, right? For sure. You've shared him saying like, you got to check out this mix. Yeah. A track. Yeah. DJ Ego Crespo. Yeah. Dude, yeah. I was like, what the fuck, man? How does yeah. he know these people, and how are they like? Yeah. Um, it's man. unbelievable. You had a whole thing. That was like that was awesome. And that mix is still going off, bro. I don't know how can you awesome. check that, man. Thank you, man. But yeah, I haven't listened to it in a while, but... How uh, long did you work on that for? Thank you. Um, I want to say like a month. Yeah. Yeah. Like a month, like, month and a half, maybe. Dude, you were building a fucking pyramid by yourself. So it was just... It was it was like really awesome. Um, yeah, like A-Track, I was like... <laughs> A-Track. I mean, it's A-Track. You it's know? A-Track. It's A-Track. So I was like, oh, yeah. shit. Oh, yeah. This is legit. But yeah, man, I, the process of making the mix was, um, I you know, I can't come out with a mix in a week. And I can't no. do it in two weeks. And I can't do it in three weeks. I, I just can't. Yeah, don't have time. I can't. My brain doesn't tell me, like, all right, you need to put out a mix and do it. I, I just can't. Yeah. And so from every mix that I've done, and it started in 2015, was the first Club Killers mix I did. Awesome. Um, they did a mix contest. And they were like, and I was like, oh shit, all right, I'm gonna try this. Like, yeah. I'm gonna, I'm gonna. So I put together my first like mix on Ableton. Hell yeah. It was my first ever mix on Ableton. Yeah. And it was like a contest. They had like 700 DJs or something turn in mixes. Mm-hmm. And I'm not, I'm like, all right, man, whatever. Like. I turned it in. I'm like, there's no way. There's so many fucking DJs, right? Yeah, yeah, of course. Like, and Club no, Killers is... There's no way. And Club Killers is like huge, right? So I was like, all right, man. Top source for cool. DJs. I did it. I was happy. Mix sounded great. Yeah. Turned it in. I was like, 
and they put up something like, oh, we're announcing the winners tomorrow. Like, all right, cool. Yeah. So I like tune in. Yeah. They're like, oh, second place, uh, third place, uh, second place, cool. First place from Chicago. <gasps> Mr. Shaw. And I was Holy like, shit. Holy shit. <laughs> Yo, this is legit, right, dude? Um, you're a fucking contest guy. I love that. Uh, and it was it was awesome, man. Like the feedback I got from it, I got to learn so much from it. Um, and that's where I was just like, "There's no way I'm gonna. I, I can't do a mix now in two weeks. I just can't. Yeah, because I couldn't top that one. Yeah, you worked so. That was like the best. I couldn't you got. top that yeah, one, right? Yeah. And so it was like, all right. So then, so then every mix that I've done, I really treat it like an album. You know, love that. And that's that's what I like to tell DJs is like. Your mix is a representation of your your thoughts mm-hmm. and how you see music blending together yeah. and that sort of thing. And there are people that listen to every mix that's out there. Yeah, right? true. And I so when mixes. you when you put it out, really treat it like an album. Yeah, you know, work hard on it, make it sound awesome, and then when you release it, also treat it like an album. Like, mm-hmm. build the promo. Let yeah. people know that, that that it's out there. Because a lot a lot of people just release mixes. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, cool. I, I run through it, but I, it's like, it's like 20 listens when it should have. Right. <laughs> a lot 20, more people listening to your, yeah. to your to your a lot of mixes I hear. Right. So. Yeah. Um, that was that man, and and it just, that's where I joined. Um you know, my club killers family, like they, they, they were like, yo, welcome back anytime. Um, and I just made mixes for them, you Dude, know? Awesome though. And that was that. Everybody's got to go check that shit out. All those mixes. Thank the most you, recent one. I can't wait to hear your next one again, bro. But it's like, yeah. And, 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 and then to go to the most recent one I did, like, yeah. you know, to backtrack on just that a little bit, like, yeah. you know, it's like, I sat there like, what am I gonna do? What what can I, what can I do? Like, and I wanted to put out a mix like from myself, right? Yeah. Like, I was like, what do I do? And like, I was a big fan of the show Game of Thrones. Yeah. And, and I was like, all right, well, let's just try to have some fun with yes. this. The branding was on point. And uh, yeah, man, a lot of these guys like helped out promote. Um, a lot of the locals got local guys helped out, and some of the big guys, man, like. And it's really cool, like, when I asked these, like, A-Track and Vice and Crespo and, mm-hmm. like, Ego, all these guys, like, Heavy and all them. Yeah. They're doing, they have a busy schedule. Yeah. Right? For sure. Like, they, they have, like, an insane schedule. So, I was like, man, I don't know if they're going to respond. But they literally, like, took their like own brand and stepped it down to where my brand was yep right and i think that's what meant more to me right the drop really didn't mean anything to me yeah what meant more to me was like wow you have so much going on but yet you're responding to someone you haven't met yeah right and like i'm like yo i'm a huge fucking fan man yeah i would love for you he was like oh yeah no worries here shoot me a text I was like, <laughs> right? So I was like, oh, okay, all right. Yeah. Uh, and then and then they sent it, and I was like, man, like that's crazy, you know. And so then, then I told myself, well, then I better not ever get a big enough head. Yeah. 
to ever accommodate someone who's asking me for help, right? I better not. Better not. And a lot's changed for me in the past, like, when, when did I do that mix? Like, five, six months ago? Yeah. A lot's changed in the last, I want to say, um, from, from 2016. Mm-hmm. A lot changed from 2016 to 2018. Yeah. And then a lot changed from 2018 to now. Yeah, I totally vibe with you on that, bro. But a lot happens in a short period of time. Yes, but yeah. after I did, yeah, after I did this last mix, yeah, that's when I told myself, like, I don't care who's projecting what energy out there, yeah, or who's saying what over there, yeah, I will not do that, like, will not. So that's that was like that was like an awakening. That was like, I was like, yo, yeah. Like, don't. Don't do that. Don't be that guy. Dude, those right? are some of the biggest and the best in the world, man. So. They recognize you, though. You deserve it. I mean, yeah. that's awesome. Kudos yeah. to you, man, for that and, and being so humble about it, too. It was cool. It's great. It's the best pregame mix of all time, too. Thanks, man. It's great. I'm glad you guys get I'll put it on. fucked up to it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Dude. But, again, so you're playing all these different shows, right? And you're, you're playing... Huge venues. I mean, you've got gigs outside of Chicago, Vegas, Minneapolis. You went to Vietnam and played a show. Yeah, man. Right? These are a lot of different things. Like, how have you continuously maybe challenged stuff? Like, I had a great conversation with Heavy on this, right? Yeah. How he's making his own edits, how he's always trying to understand what's going on in the younger scene, the older scene, and how he's blending it all together. Yeah. How are you, in one way or another, always staying with the times and, you know, raising the bar, challenging the status quo, whether it be in Chicago or fucking Vietnam? Yeah. Um. So... I think, um, you know, and you had shot me this question a little earlier. I was thinking about it, but I didn't want to think too much about it. Yeah, of course. Because I wanted to kind of just say what kind of came to mind. Absolutely. Um, so, I feel like, well, there are a couple of things that I'm doing as a DJ to continue to challenge myself and innovate and keep pushing the envelope, right? Mm-hmm. As a DJ, yeah. But then I also have something I'm doing as Sahaj, yeah, to kind of merge the two together. Yeah. So as a DJ, um, I really want to focus. I really have been trying to focus on energy, mm-hmm. um, and a lot of clubs have different formats, and right. the energy levels are a little different. Right. Right. Of course. But um, I want to project the right mm-hmm. energy at the right time. Yeah. In the club, yeah, because a lot of people feel like, oh, I'm a I'm an energy DJ, yeah, and cool, but there are very few thing, very few places or shows that you could play where it needs to be an hour and a half, two hours of constant energy. Yep, right. Usually the nightclub scene is very much like, um, like a roller coaster. That's what they say, right? Yeah, peaks and valleys, right? Right. So. Really, just being able to project the right energy at the right time. So, um, I, I and I saw Heavy's interview. I know he said that he he made a lot of his edits. Right. He pushed me to make a lot of my own edits. Yeah. Because that is huge. Yeah. Right? Like, you can dictate how you want to take the energy level of a certain club mm-hmm. via your own edits. Right. And if you know, I mean, like, who knows your edits better than you do, right? Yeah. Fact. Like, so very good point. So it's kind of like if you set the tone via your via your edits mm-hmm. and you set the energy via your edits yeah only you know how that's going to work in the club true right so it was kind of like you know i really kind of dove into like making edits um and then you know marketing 
yeah. and that's like one thing that I want to tell DJs to really take advantage of um, and uh, not saying that it's everything please like figure out how to DJ first yeah, and, definitely. And, and get good and practice and do all that stuff Yeah. but once you feel like you have a hang on certain things um, work on building the brand because mm-hmm. it it's it's honestly it's it's 60 40 that's yeah. that's what i think i think it's 60 percent being a good dj and blah yeah. blah blah and then yeah. it's 40 percent. although the marketing shit doesn't matter right like the social media doesn't matter and putting up a flyer doesn't matter and a schedule doesn't matter um if you do have the advantage of doing those things yeah it can only help yeah absolutely right and we all have goals like, oh, we want to make it big here, or we want to play this, or we want to play that. Right. And being a good DJ, unfortunately, today can only do so much. Yeah. It honestly, it, it only can. Like, I know some amazing DJs. Yeah. I can name them. Top of my face, I can name them. Boom, 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 boom. Yeah. Some amazing guys that should be on like big stages. Yeah. And they're not. Mm-hmm. Because there's a long line. There's a long line. Yeah. There's a long line of like my boy. Yeah. Or like my roommate. Or oh, God. Right? And it's kind of like these guys are amazing DJs and I always tell them, I'm like, great, you're an amazing DJ. Yeah. But now let's focus on letting them know that you're out here. Right. Right? Right. Cause I know you're amazing. Right. But do they know you're out here? Right. Right. And it's like, let's let's work on that. Mm-hmm. So I think for me, it's like I constantly want to build the brand mm-hmm. via marketing. Yeah. That's like never going to stop. Right. And and um, I went through it this all star weekend. Like, you know, a lot of guys have certain personalities. They don't like to post everything on social media. Yeah. They don't like to. I am filming my own movie for my kids yeah. and my grandkids. I love that. I want to be able to show them Yeah. this is what I did. Oh, Like, sh- look at this. Yeah. Check this out. Yeah. Right? And like, for those people who aren't posting, cool. That They may they may be like, what, how they want to go about it. Mm-hmm. Right? But, for the guys that are posting, great. Document, man. Yeah. Document, document, create content, post, document. Like, absolutely. That That's what it is. So, I think if I were to really just keen in on like what I'm doing to yeah. push my envelope, yeah, is um, being motivated via others. Yep. Guys like Heavy. Yep. And guys like Gordo. Yep. And Metro. Yeah. All these guys, right? Of course. And uh, and really brand, you know, and do it right. Make edits. Mm-hmm. Make mixes. I feel like I don't make enough. Yeah. Um, but I know why I don't make enough. Uh, is because I spend like a month and a half on one and then I get tired yeah. and I'm like oh my brain's like fried true right and so yeah that's what I want to do as a DJ mm-hmm. as Mr. Shaw yeah my humane side yeah I want to be kinder to people and I want to let people know to be kinder to other people absolutely I feel like that is something that's lacking tremendously um and I've always in general or in the industry? 
in general. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I in agree. the industry, in the industry for sure. Yeah, it goes without saying. But in general, oh, in general, of course, yeah. you want to be nice to everybody. Yeah. And everyone goes through rough patches of like ups and downs. Yeah. And uh, life gets in the way. Some people have kids. Yeah. Right. And. Yeah. Um. But the industry could be a really cruel place. <laughs> it's not for everybody, man. It can. It can be a really cruel place, and uh, and um, kindness goes a long way. A long way. I have gotten gigs from people who haven't even heard a mix or heard me DJ, but because of the fact that I tell them I'm a DJ and I'm nice. Yep. Then I could get up there and show them like, yo. I should know what I'm doing. Right. <laughs> but that's happened. Not yeah. once, and multiple times. Yeah. Like, yo, yeah, cool, man. Hey, no, I vibe with you. Mm-hmm. You want to play? Mm-hmm. Sure. <laughs> right? And like... It's awesome. I just, yeah, I just want to push that out there. I, I have this platform, man. I'm humbled to be here, but yeah. I definitely want to push that platform of just like being kind. Mm-hmm. You know, give opportunity answer text messages back <laughs> like s- simple things simple yeah, things like sure. simple like there are people that like like don't even like answer i don't get yeah it's crazy right and i'm not saying it's it's happening to me but there are people out there that yeah. are still left on like unread yeah or are left unread right we whatever or whatever it is but uh yeah just be kind man like i think that's like the human thing i've been trying to focus on like hella probably even more than DJing. Good, man. Even more than DJing. Like, it's going to last longer. I've just been, dude, like, I don't know what it is, but I'm just like in this zone right now. <laughs> Seriously, I, I, I don't know what it I is. I feel your like, energy, man. I really do. I'm just like in this zone of like just killing people with kindness, bro. Like, <laughs> yes. and I know that's like a, that's like a cheesy ass shit. That's like cheesy ass shit to say. Something to like, say is something to do it. I'll tell you, man, like, it has changed my life in the last, like, six months. Fuck yeah, dude. Drastically. Like, taking shit situations and just dealing with it with, like, a clear head and, like, positive energy and just, like, as touche as all that shit is. Like, be positive, bro. Be positive, bro. If you really get there, you'll never get out. Good for you. You know? And so, those are, like, Sahaj and Shaw. Yeah. Sahaj Shah. <laughs> Which is why I'm Mr. Shah. That's right. So You are a mister. You're someone to respect. Thank you, man. I Absolutely, bro. I mean, you're talking about your branding and, and really your marketing. And I think that's kind of what, especially in the past, let's call it two years, 2018, yeah. I think that's what sets you apart. Tell us about Kid at Heart. Tell us about the visual kid and how it all wraps together into the Mr. Shaw brand. For sure. So um, when I was focusing on the Mr. Shaw brand, mm-hmm. Right, just like how anyone focuses on their brand, or anyone focuses on going to a nine to five every day yep. for ten years of their life. Right? Yeah, really got to be with it. You really got to, you know, decline wife's call, decline girlfriend's call. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah. tell family members you can't make it to the Christmas party. Why? Yeah. Because you got to work, mm-hmm. right? And for the longest time, like in building this brand and trying to DJ places that I've never played before and the stress of going on stage at Prism yeah. when you've never played, yeah. like a headlining set. Yeah. Just that stress, like all that stuff kind of just, it gets chaotic. Absolutely. Right? Yeah. It gets chaotic. Oh, 
they don't want you to play this venue. Oh, down. Oh, they said that your set was like this. Oh, down. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Now you're, you run back and you're trying to work harder. You're trying to push yourself to the max of trying to become the best. And all that is draining. Right? And so when I was doing this, I was like, if I were to close my laptop, toss my turntables out, and and just be with my family for a day, yeah, or like my friends or whatever. Mm-hmm. What am I like? Yeah, right. Yeah, and I swear to God, man, I'm I'm like a kid. Mm-hmm. I am right, <laughs> and I like it. It's like energy that you wanna run to right yep. away, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I was sitting there and was like, I'm gonna change my DJ name. From Mr. Shaw to Kid at Heart. Yeah. Right? Like, it just made sense to me. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, well, I don't know if I want to do that because, like, all the the branding stuff, like, the, the socials, yeah. you know, it's yeah. like, and then it's just a headache and people are, like, confused. And yeah. Regardless, I can do what, what, whatever the hell I want. Right. But I was also thinking rationally and practically. Yeah. And I was like, all right, well... If I don't change, because I, I, I was like, if I change my name to Kid at Heart, yeah. but I'm still stressed when I'm like doing all this stuff, yeah. <laughs> that, that doesn't make sense, right? Yeah. I want something separate mm-hmm. than uh, the Mr. Shaw brand. Right. And so I thought of Kid at Heart. I was like, all right. Everybody goes to work, mm-hmm. right? Everyone gets stuck in the rut of like being a father, yeah. being a mom. Yeah. You know, like doing this, doing that, like yeah. just, and we sometimes don't know how to get out of that world. Yeah, it just gets like too crazy. Mm-hmm. We get stressed, anxiety, depression. Yeah, right. All this Stop. shit is real. And so I was like, all right, man, like I want to come out with something that will represent, um, and send a message out that that you should step out of adulting sometimes Mm -hmm. and really just release your inner child yeah and everyone loves their childhood not everybody not not i don't want to say everybody but most people do reminisce on the good times of their childhood dude right high school you could say whether it was like watching your favorite tv show yeah something or like for sure barney yeah i was a barney (laughs) power rangers yeah there you go right like and that was the thing and i remember man those times were great great like fired up like fucking great bro like i mean like you came downstairs like you had like cocoa puffs in your fucking bowl already like you know you had like a purple fucking gigantic spoon oh my god like like those 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 things were real right and Mm -hmm. and uh and i was like man like if i could put out something where when people see it or they read it or they wear it yeah it's like, oh, you know what? It's a Sunday today. Oh, we're going out to have some fun. I'm going to wear my kid at heart. And I was like, oh, shit. Let me come out with a, a like clothing brand. Yep. Right? Called Kid at Heart. And uh, that's where it stemmed from, man. Like, it's awesome. Really just trying to let people know that um, to unleash your inner kid and to be childish sometimes. Mm-hmm. And I know a lot of 
you know, boyfriends and girlfriends who are like childish with each other, and yeah. she'll be like, "Oh, you're so childish," and yeah. like, I get that. Oh, you're yeah. such a kid, <laughs> right? Or like, I'll blow bubble. I still blow bubbles with my spit, bro. Like, you know, because yeah. it's like, what the hell do you do in your room when you're alone? You blow Dude, bubbles with your spit. I'm fucking around. Every single fucking person that's yeah. watching this yeah. is in is alone somewhere sometimes, and like, either blowing bubbles or like <laughs> farting in their chair or like picking their nose or like. And then someone else is around, they're like, oh, shit. You know, yeah, like, yeah. But I was like, but that's what being a, a kid is like. You know? yeah. it's, and it's funny. Mm-hmm. It's funny. It's fun. It's, and so that's where that whole entire idea stemmed from, just trying to send that message of, like, it's okay, man. Like, it's okay. So when I, even when I'm DJing and I, I see, like, someone who's, like, upper 30s, lower 40s, mm-hmm. 50s holy shit yeah you know I, I DJ this place in Minneapolis called The Living Room yeah there's a lady that comes there every time I play there she's like 72 or something every time I play there she's like in her 70s bro shit and does not leave the dance floor doesn't leave fuck yes and I had to call her out I was like yo come over here like how yeah. old are you and what is your name and yeah. Blah, blah. yeah and she's like oh I love me I love dancing blah 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 and I was like I really need to push the envelope with this stuff because it's yeah. it's real, right? Yeah, and it's like real. when I see that happen in front of me, I'm like, yo, like, that's dope. Yeah, you know, like, yeah. it's it's cool to like see people kind of just letting their worries go for a little bit. Amazing. And just letting the inner kid man out and yeah, I mean, get fucked up for all you all I care. You know, <laughs> drink, come out, drink, get fucked up. Yeah. You know, I see some people, they unleash their dance moves when they get a little... Yeah. Why? Yeah. It's not the alcohol, really. It, it is, but it also is because you like to dance. Yeah. There's something deeper. There's something deeper there, right? Yeah, like for sure. You, there's something in there that wants to make you dance. And when you start dancing and you don't care what you look like, mm-hmm. right? That reminds me of like when I was five. Yeah. Where my parents are like, okay, Sahaj, yeah. dance for the family. Yeah. <laughs> and you're up there like, you know, doing whatever, like, uh, you know, and you think you're so cool and then everyone right. claps at the end. Right, right. Right? <laughs> and that's no different than what I see, like, people, you know, unleashing their kid, but it's via alcohol. Yeah. You know, unfortunately, you that's what people need to do that. But Sometimes. In the same breath, you don't. Yeah. You know? I agree. So... That's that's where Kid at Heart came from. Yep. And then the visual, the graphic kid. Yeah. Right. What did you get into Photoshop and graphic design and all this stuff, man? So here's the thing: when you're, you know, when you're a creative of any sort, that shit doesn't leave you. True. Right. So, it's just ingrained in your blood. Yep. That's just what it is. If you're any sort of creative, it's just ingrained in your blood. Um, to just always project that creativity out. Yeah. Right? So, for example, I came down here, I sat, I saw gray and nothing back there. Yeah. You should have a logo up there. Yeah. Right? Well, yeah. Creativity right yeah. away because it's like I, I can't help but to think that way. Right. And um, and uh, it, it all started when I was like nine making like PowerPoint, you know, presentations mm-hmm. and like um cropping out photos and just like drawing and like 
doing all that, it just led into me going to Columbia eventually for, yeah. for graphic design. Yeah. Um, okay, so that's that's what you went there for. I went to Columbia for graphic design. Okay, awesome. Right? Because it just kind of like, I did Harper, and then I was like, all right, I'm going to do fine arts. Yep. Um, and it was kind of like I already knew a lot of the stuff that I learned at Columbia. Right. So now I'm sitting here shooting myself in the foot because right. of debt. Right. And I'm like, man, I wish I just didn't go. But then you have Asian stereotype, right? Yeah. <laughs> you, you have to go to school. Yeah. you got to get a degree. Mm-hmm. As important as that is, I was at a point where I was like, I want to drop out. Because I already knew where I was going to curate the next five, ten years of my life. Right. Um, but nonetheless, I went to school. I got a degree. Uh, made mom and dad happy. Yeah. And... Um, and yeah, so yeah, man, like that's where the graphic kid comes into play. Like creativity, um, always worked on Photoshop. Um, always was, I was like always blending photos together. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the branding and the DJing came hand in hand. You got to do it all these days. Too. And so I was like going to school for graphic design. I was DJing and it was just using one for the other. Yep. Right. And it was helping me a lot. And, um, and I was just like, all right, you know what? Like, I'm, I'm just gonna share what I can mm-hmm. with others and try to help others build their brand and, yeah. and uh, do all that. So I started the Graphic Kid. Yeah. And I just, you know, it just it's something small. I don't have a website or anything like that. It's just IG. But you do great work, man. Thank you, man. You do. And anybody who needs social media done, especially DJs. Hit you up. Yeah, man, please. Um, I mean, you're working on the new cover for my podcast, and I'm I fucking am. stoked. I am. Um, it's going to be... I don't like... Yeah, be excited. It, it looks really cool, man. Oh, there are a couple, we have a couple of designs chewed up, but yeah, it's cool. I think it's going to be good timing for the launch of your episode. You'll, you'll like it. You'll like it for sure. I have no doubt, dude. I have no doubt. Um, I mean, good for you, though, man, because I feel like these days, and it comes up more and more often, right, like... Sure, I have somebody helping us videotape right now, right? And I was doing a lot on my own. Still am, For sure. right? I have help, but we have to do it all these days. Like, For sure. You can't just be a producer. You can't just be a DJ. For sure. You can't just be a videographer. You can't just be a radio guy, right? For sure. You yeah. gotta be I mean, everything. You gotta be everything. And like, I see a lot of memes about that stuff too. Like, yeah. before it was just the DJ, and now it's like <laughs> a list of fucking shit it's you have to do. 50 things. But someone made that because it's real. Yeah. Right. And like <laughs> memes are based off the truest reality. Reality. Yeah. Right? And like, yeah, man. Like, man. Like, video work, shooting the video, editing the video. Yeah. Like graphic work. Yeah. DJing this. That. It's like, it's crazy. It's wild. It's amazing, man. Now, now, something I really wanted to ask you, and you've mentioned in one way or another, is some obstacles you've overcome. Yeah. Personally, professionally. Yeah. Is there something that? you felt that you are maybe still overcoming or have and, and how did you get through that it's a great question man yeah it's a great question that's why i like this podcast because like <laughs> like some of the things that i've been watching yeah i mean it's just i I'm don't not talking about your favorite drop i don't know i just yeah. no. i'm talking about like your 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 uh your sherman the booth podcast video yeah of course of course i like dude, um, there's there's an emotional side to this shit some of some of the things i i see it's like you don't like we we don't know the djs on a personal level of things right like yep. And so it's always so nice to hear uh, a lot of guys that are really just like going through the same shit. That we, no, <laughs> we just don't know it. We're sitting next to each other. We're like, wait, what? Really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Right. For so, sure, man. But yeah, man. Um, you know, hella, hella 
obstacles, bro. Mm-hmm. I mean, everybody, you, I'm sure. Yeah, absolutely. Hella, you know? All the time. Um, I don't want to say, like, oh, I grew up with a rough childhood. There's none of that. Yeah. It's just, like, you know, where we decide we want to take our brain, our, yeah. our mind, you know? Yeah. And um, sometimes I've taken my mind to, like, a not cool spot. Absolutely. And it's like, all right, well, and that's because of, like, whatever relationship whatever it is like on my personal side of things like yeah i went through some crazy fucking relationships um absolutely and that definitely has an impact on anybody right like um so that was that and then you know just um you know just like indian stereotypes Mm -hmm. you know for sure um i think that's like another reason why i wanted to do this show uh yeah absolutely um, is just like really trying to send a message out to like those who are going through the same thing of like you can't do this because it, it won't take you anywhere that's or, what Ellis and Shireen talked about a lot too when I had them on you know and it, right they're, yeah. they're, they're they're you know Ellis Shireen um, Sean K yeah. Sean Tucker yeah you know uh, Jay Khan and all these guys like yeah you know we're minorities and in our field of like work mm-hmm. this is not accepted not at all man it's like you, you you don't become a dj this is not what you do brown revolution right that's what i've heard before i i've heard i hope you that's know? what i'm hearing a lot more yeah yeah brown revolution i mean it, it's like and it's not even it's like those stereotypes like poured into my relationship early on yeah like i lost like like girlfriends because of it damn you know like Parents would be like, no, you can't be with him because he goes to Columbia or like, oh, because he's a DJ or he's in music entertainment or whatever the case may be. Right, right, right. Um, That was like my first mind, mind game. Yeah. When my, my ex's mom told me like, oh, no, that'll never be accepted into this house. Damn. It still sticks with me today. And I'm like, man, like, I can't believe she said that because it's like, here I am in Vietnam. Not to brag, but, bro, but, real, but just like, yeah. I'm in my Airbnb alone mm-hmm. and I'm just like laying there and I'm like, man, I, I, I wish her well, you know, like, mm-hmm. but like, and I think that, that, that was always like motivation to just like push the envelope further and further and further. You're doing things. So many obstacles, man. Like. I mean, but it's, you know what, like, they're not going to go away. No. Ever. So it's kind of like, all right, well, let's adjust and figure out how to deal with them. Yeah. Um, and let's just figure out how to tackle it. Yeah. Know? One will take a little longer than another one. Mm-hmm. But um, as long as you just figure out how to tackle it properly and with patience. Mm-hmm. A lot of people nowadays is everything is right now. Yeah. Right? And yeah. Um, just got to learn how to be patient, you know, and just kind of let things fill in. Absolutely. Where, and then take one step back mm-hmm. and guess what? You'll see this picture forming and you'll know like, oh, <laughs> it's packed over there, but it's open over here. So let right. me just go this way. Right. And it's kind of like, yeah, a lot of obstacles, man. Um, but nothing that I haven't been able to come, come over. Mm-hmm. Um, Look at you now, man. 
my support system at man that, that that's what it is really it's 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 like i've done probably like 15 percent of the work but it's the people that you really have around you yeah that is the maker or breaker of people that go down south surround yourself with the right people man and people who lift themselves up and that's like yeah that's like all i could say about that it's i, I agree like, that's the essence of a happy life is who you surround yourselves with. When you said it earlier, man, if I if I wasn't a DJ, if I hung up the decks, right, and I was with my family, like, who is that person? Right. Is that person happy with what their life is and who surrounds them? Right. Right. That's what it's all about. Yeah. I couldn't agree more with you, man. For sure. I have humble beginnings like that as well. You know, growing up in a, a small town outside Indianapolis and it, it being this and that, anything you would expect from a small town in For sure. Indiana, right? Yeah. And just to kind of grow up and then come here and, and see both sides of the coin. You know, I spent some time abroad when I was in college mm-hmm. and in Barcelona and, you know, whatever to be the cliche thing like you talked about earlier, like the abroad kid, right? No, man, like I talked about it in episode 100 and I kind of realized that when I went there, people didn't see me as the abroad kid because I was in a Spanish immersion program and I really went outside my comfort zone yeah. and tried to meet new people and they just like showed me this culture and this way of life right sure. and now that's what I try and do for others as well is like yeah give them that experience I had and that was people just not asking about where I came from it was finding out who you are right now yeah for and sure I think that's the most beautiful thing about life is just these genuine interactions with people for sure yeah man 100% and it's only gonna get um it's only gonna go more and more that way. I yeah. think people are gonna really tune in on finding who they are first, mm-hmm. finding out who they are first, and then putting a brand or whatever in front of them. Yeah, um, absolutely. Yeah. That's, that's great, man. That's what it is. That's great. Perfect answer. You're a great interviewee. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just, everything is coming out of the head, bro. I love it. No, just, it's coming out of the heart, baby. The heart, heart. The heart, come on, the come heart. on, come on. Salud. Come on, come on. Now, I want to ask you, man. Hey, you know you got to take a sip after I, your show. Okay, you're right, you're right, you're right. I want to ask you, we're the same age, right? Like, we've both been in the music game for however long. We've seen a lot come and go. Yeah. There's a lot to come now. For sure. What do you think is going to happen in the next decade for DJs, for music, for music festivals, anything related to the music industry? Well, I just heard yeah. that Ultra yeah. was canceled. Yeah. I'm very upset. Due to... I was going to a winter music conference. I had interviews lined up and shit, bro. What the hell? That's yeah. crazy. It's crazy. So, um, you know, for DJs, it's definitely going to be easier to become one. Yeah. Every day it becomes easier. And uh, for those guys that are doing it right now, um, it's just going to become a dogfight, man. Yeah. <laughs> You know, it's going to be a dogfight because it's kind of like there's some really talented guys out here Mm -hmm. that have been putting the work in for years and years, Mm -hmm. but then there'll be dude that just graduated college and picks up a controller and the next week he's playing the same set you are because he's got 35 friends that he'll bring and and it's just going to become more like that and I hope it doesn't. But I think for the DJs that are already doing it, um, just, yeah, man, stand your ground. Yeah. You know, keep for me, like, you know, there are so many guys out here that, that um, are knowledgeable about DJ 101, like what you sure. should do, right? Absolutely. And I feel like the DJs that are coming out of college, they don't really have someone to tell them, 
like yo this is what dj 101 is and like no way right and so they just kind of make their own book of rules and it's kind of like oh like this is all it is like we just got to do this song and this song it was you and sean tucker now it's these days it's you and fucking 20 guys right straight up yeah right and um yeah i just hope it doesn't hurt you know um the quality of yeah the the experience quality i guess i hope it doesn't hurt that because then you know once it starts becoming something where it's just kind of like well you can plug anyone in there to play for 75 bucks and a vodka bottle yeah right (laughs) and um yeah as a college kid like all right cool thursday night 75 bucks and and a vodka bottle i'll bring my friends over we'll drink i'll play and i got this girl that thinks it's cool that i dj yeah but if i were to ever tell yeah any one of these kids like hey do you know that um i clear dance floors on purpose sometimes yeah yeah they'd be like why would you do that (laughs) right they would yeah, they, they, would. They, they wouldn't they don't they haven't read the manual of yeah of um how it should be done and yeah and uh yeah i just hope it doesn't hurt anybody you know and more djs man great i guess i, I can't be like mad at that that's like it's raising the bar the more people get into yeah. it right of like it's the nba eventually for sure yeah but can you imagine the nba without like kobe r.i.p yeah but Allen Iverson, Kevin Durant, Paul Pierce. Right. Like, can you imagine the NBA without LeBron? And, like, who's there? No. And I don't want it, I don't want, like, nightlife to be like, all right, well, this, well, well these guys don't DJ anymore. Well, yeah. Well, he did, Sherm doesn't DJ anymore. Well, right, Shaw right. doesn't DJ anymore. Right, right, right. All right, well, do you even know who these new cats are? Yeah. No. So, do you even want to go? No, fuck it. Yep. And I don't want it to be that. So I I want the guys that are coming into this to really, like, own it, you know, do it right. Yeah. And, like, have us come out and listen to you and be like, who the hell is that? Yeah. Right? And, like, there are so many new guys out right now that are, like, crushing it. Yeah. Right? And I'm like, yo, like, (laughs) sick. Right? Like, you'll keep me young. I like how you play. Right. Right. And it's like, yo, who taught you this? Oh, strategy. Or Dole, right. or Metro. Right. You know, all these guys, oh, oh, that's where you got it from. Right. So it's kind of like, I want, I hope that the new guys that come into the game and have someone, and if you are a new guy into the game and you don't have anyone to reach out to, hit my ass up. That's an invitation, y'all. Yeah, hit my ass up, man. Like, anybody, man, hit anybody up. Um, if they don't help. respond, come to me. <laughs> you know I love that man so yeah man dude I mean you just answer my next question that's what would you give the younger DJs as a piece of advice and that's ask for help ask for help and don't be afraid to ask for help yep and um uh uh don't be a dick <laughs> straight up yeah don't be a dick yeah you know um i've yeah. learned the hard way from experience yeah. not saying that i'm i'm a dick or i've been a dick but like i know i'm not but sometimes like just the way you carry yourself or who you hang out with or yeah. like things i probably say in this interview someone's probably gonna like pick <laughs> something up and be like oh see yeah, yeah, yeah but that's yeah. not what it is right it's yep. it's like you know so yeah and really just own it you know and love it love it amen man gotta love it man yeah it's like love it 
The DJing is it's one of those things where it's just so easy to just put away. It is. You know? It it's is. It's like, oh, I only have three gigs this month. Or I only have four gigs this month. Mm-hmm. Oh, I don't think this is meant for me. Yep. Like, who, what are you... What are you talking... So it's so easy to just put it down and... And, um, mm-hmm. yeah, just... That's what I got to say, man. Do it with I passion. Feel you, man. I feel you, man. Do it with passion. Well, what's coming up in this year, in this next decade for you, bro? Oh, like, boy. I know a lot. this decade's big, but... A lot. It's going to be um, a very crucial but amazing uh, two to three years. Okay. Um, uh, so, in the next... So the the recent news that's going to come out is like I'm going to do I'm starting a video podcast. You are? So be ready, Sherm. I'm coming for it. Okay, let's um, do it. No, no, but it's 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 <laughs> it's not going to be this kind of format. Yeah, um, sure. It's going to be a little different. Um 5 to 7 minutes. Sure. You know, nothing crazy. Yeah. But uh I really want to get people out of their comfort zone. Yep. You know, um it's part of the reason I do this, man. Yeah. Yeah, I really want to get people out of their comfort zone and uh, you know, we're. I'm just trying to figure out, like, and I'm gonna ask you for help. You know, I'm, I'll, please, I'll hit you up. And, please, but uh, really trying to do so a video series. Gonna try to drop some sort of video series. Awesome. Okay. Uh, that's gonna be like soon, and then uh, production, bro. Uh, I started producing. Yeah. Yeah, I started producing. I want to say like. Did I see in the studio with Asian Forte? You, were you in the studio with Agent Forte recently? That was, uh, I think that was uh, Steven Leon. Leon? Oh, was it Steven Leon? Yes, that was Steven Leon. Steven's a great producer. Man, amazing. Yeah. Whew, fire. Yeah. Uh, Agent awesome. 2, man. Unbe- like, if, if I'm talking about some of the underrated cats in the city, yeah. And some of these guys don't even know what they have coming for them. So, uh, <laughs> I, not kidding you. I've been listening to Agent stuff for like years. Dude, I know. He's so talented. Wild, but uh, so production. I started started producing, and awesome. uh, uh, right now, man, it's just a bunch of just random shit, sampling the yeah. sound and putting it together with this and this yeah. and making this. Um, because I play the piano, I have many, 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 many original pieces. Hell yeah! That I've that I've just laid out. Circle Baby's coming back. I just laid out. Yeah. And um, I, I I definitely want to get a record out this year. Okay. And when I when I, I'm gonna go back to like me making the mixes, it takes me so long to make a mix. And so like <laughs> I don't want to have that mentality going into production. Yeah. For I sure. just want to make, make, make. Yep. Right? And kind of just see what fits and what doesn't. So mm-hmm. man, I have so many songs that I'm ready to write and I've written about my my past relationships yeah and just like who I am as a person mm-hmm. and uh, just the life of just like the the insecurities and like you know I just have so much content that I will be writing about but also that I have written about that I'm ready to like blend in via the originals that I've that I've uh, pieced together. Yeah. And yeah, man, just try to come up with some cool stuff, man, this year. Like, honestly, like, my thing is, like, I don't really care what kind of music I produce. I'm, I'm pretty open to really anything. Someone would be like, yo, you want to do, like, who hit me up? Uh, Milk and Cooks. Nice. They're like, yo, let's get in the studio. Let's chop it up. I'm like, all right, cool. He's yeah. like, yo, let's come out with a heater. 
I'm like, done. done. Let's do it. Love that. So, you know, I'm definitely going to link up with them. Me Try and, it all, man. Me and Heavy, like, you know, we link sometimes. And, and, you know, it was so, we came out with a Suavemente edit. Which is you dope. Know, you know, a little while ago. And yeah. it was just like, we were just like having a drink downstairs, just talking, shooting the shit. Yeah. And he's like, yo, what's, what track, man? Have we not, have we, you know, and then he's a little, I'm like, yo, let's, you know, Suavemente. He's like, all right, cool. We just literally, like, it took like an hour. It's like whip something together, and it's just like it's like cool. Oh, and it's he, amazing he's like, happens. "All right, all right, Sean, no, we got all this done, cool, all right." And I was like, "All right, cool, set it away, put it down." All right, how are we branding this thing? <laughs> right? I was like, "All right, cool." So that was it was fun, but you guys a lot did a great job on that. A right? lot of production, man. A lot of originals. Um, a lot of my own stuff, and I just I'm just I'm just writing, bro. Awesome. Honestly, I'm just writing. I'm just writing not caring about what you say just writing because yeah. it doesn't matter what i'm i'm just writing and yeah. piecing words here to here here to here and literally it's like it's all coming together and uh i'm excited man i'm excited yeah i'm excited i'm excited so so because my mom going on so because my mom sings right oh shit because my mom sings so it's like you know i don't I mean I'm not gonna have her run the vocals on my on my tracks, but I've I very much understand like octave and like what key you're on and like all that sort of thing, right? Right. And so I was like, you know what? And like I sing, but it's not like something I do in front of anybody. Yeah, you know, course, I'll do it that. like in the bathroom while taking a shower or whatever. I'll record yeah. it and I'll listen and I'll be like, holy shit. Not bad. Okay. Chops. Right, Shaw? Yeah. So, yeah. Shaw, hold on, figure this out. So, how are we going to do this, right? Yeah. So, do you need to go to, like, vocal classes? Or... Mm-hmm. So, I'm starting vocal classes. Wow. I'm going to do that. Um, and I just honestly want to throw some of my own vocals on my on my shit, man. And uh, This is great news. Just release some some original stuff, you know? Um, Fuck yeah. And then, obviously, I, I want to reach out to some of my favorite, like, R&B singers and and just be like, hey man, I'm just a little kid from Schaumburg, Illinois. Like, <laughs> let's work together, you yep. know. And and uh, gonna try doing that. So I'm I'm excited for the next um, next year or two, mm-hmm. for sure. Like musically, yeah, I think it's gonna be great. And then um, second half of 2020 is the part two of the Kid at Heart merch, mm-hmm. and it's really gonna zone in on like being a kid yes so if you're gonna wear it you're gonna be like what the fuck am i wearing it's time to get it but yeah it'll make you feel good i love that you know and uh that's gonna be the second half of 2020 so i'm, I'm thinking like august maybe july onwards or august onwards okay so those are like some of the projects man and then yeah. you know the graphic stuff is always gone right right um and uh the DJing is always going. Constantly. How many gigs do you usually have a month? You know, right now, I, I think average, I'm on like nine. Mm-hmm. It's a lot. Sometimes it'll be like 12. Yeah. Like this month, I'm on 14. Right. But average, it's like nine. And I think that's where I like to stay. Yeah, for sure. That's where I like to stay. Gotta have know? time for yourself, man. I remember like I was at a point where I was DJing anything and everything I could. <laughs> like anything and everything I could. Yep. And, uh, you know, I just didn't want to burn out, you know? Yeah, it's easy. As a brand, and then on my own, like, I didn't want to burn myself out. Right. Being tired and, 
and uh, doing all that. So, of course. And as I'm getting older, it's just becoming harder and harder to like stay up late. Yeah. And like, you know, drink tequila at fucking four in the morning. <laughs> and then yeah. someone hands you like an afters card. Right. And you're, like, you're like, uh, all right. What? You're like, nah, I'm good. And then you end up being there. <laughs> <laughs> and now it's like story. now it's like 8 a.m. Yeah, you know, and you're at like griddle grabbing like done for two days. shit food. Yeah. Right. So, yeah, man. Um, but I'm just honestly like, I'm just in a really good place. You are, man. You know, like not even just like as a DJ, but um, just like and see how like my eyes got all watery because like I'm literally in a really good spot and I'm so happy. I'm so happy for um, you, man. For real. But yeah, man, like just I'm a lot better than how I was. It's great. So I'm just for you, man. And crying is okay, man. Dude, you're the man, Shaw. Thank you, bro. Give me some of this. I want to acknowledge you one more time, man. Because can we get a Kleenex up in here or something, dude? What is this? Sherm got me crying over here. This is why we do it, man. Oh, this is why we do it, bro. For real. Oh, gross. Cheers to you, man. Salud, Props bro. to you. Thank you, man. You do so much for yourself, for Appreciate others. Appreciate it. And by being the best version of yourself, you bring out the best in others, and I really mean that. Woo. All right? Salud. Like Cheers, that. man. Thanks Love for it. coming on, bro. Am I downing this? Mm-hmm. Is this what I'm doing mm-hmm. now? Mm-hmm. <laughs>